welcome to the podcast. This is Weekend at Deckard's movie podcast. Who said that? This is my radio voice. That's pretty uh, professional. I like that. Thank you. All right, so yeah, we're covering Encino Man, 1992's Encino Man, directed by Les Mayfield. The writers are George Zaloom and Sean Sheps. It is starring Sean Astin, Brendan Fraser, and Polly Shore. So I'm going to bring out a regular question. Is it Fraser or Fraser? I say Fraser. I say Fraser. Uh, don't, don't you remember Polly Shore's dead? When, uh, he, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Spade. David Spade is like, is it, is it Fraser or Fraser? Classic. Okay, so let's address the whole, like, uh, um, what, who, who labeled it differently? Was it Netflix or was it... It's um, Disney, the Disney Channel. It's Disney. called California Man. And do we so, know why? Why did yeah, they say. switch? Because even when you look at the cover, it says, or it's under E, even though it says California Man on it. It's under the E section. It's because anybody who knows that movie and who is actually looking for it knows it as Encino Man, not California Man. Yeah, weird. It's such a, yeah, it's a weird... Uh... Maybe they had something to do with licensing in the city of Encino? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hope it's something cooler than that. No, it's going to be something wicked lame like that, like a Karen... Well, they, didn't like... change, they didn't change Beverly Hills Cop to California Cop. We should look into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. California uh, listen, Cop! Anybody who knows, uh, email weekendatdeckards at gmail.com. I want to know. Somebody will get back to you. Probably Miranda with a weird answer like, oh. But I wonder if she'll email us at weekendatdeckards at gmail.com. I sure will. If I'm going to email anything, it'll be to weekendatdeckards at gmail.com. Yeah. Isn't that Weekend at Deckards movie podcast? No. No. Anyways, so the opening of the movie, it shows the caveman. Now I, I have man. questions. So okay, hold on. Let's let Miranda run through the scene because I got questions too. <laughs> I got so many questions. Can I go? So it shows a caveman surviving in the wild. And I have in brackets Ice Age-ish. I don't know when it takes place. Um, and then there's an earthquake. Quick. An earthquake. And well, uh, rocks It doesn't fall. happen slow. It's an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, it, do- it does. It happens quick. You're not... Like, what you, your mess-up was, was correct. It's not an earth slow. It's an earthquake. It's an earthquake. <laughs> and then there's some rocks that fall, and then we cut to modern-day California. Okay, so, so... Josh, what was your question? What era is this? Is it Neolithic? It's not Jurassic, because there's no Tyrannosaurus rexes. Is it... Is there, like, a... Did anybody look up what age, like, Cro-Magnum man is supposed to be from? Nope. Did not... <laughs> Cro-Magnon area? I'm not sciencey enough to know that. Area? Joel, what was your question? So, the earth is shaking, rocks are falling, and Brendan Fraser, as the caveman, all he does is reach out to her, his girlfriend, and she reaches out to him. Not a lot of feet movement. Um, I just feel like if if there was an earthquake, I would I would rush over to the people that I love. I wouldn't just reach out to them. They had a lot. Listen, I feel like it was I feel a long like I have reach. A, it was about a twenty second reach. 
Oh. I have a Josh type answer to that because I'm going to talk about it like I know the answer to it. I bet you they were using the back room of a studio, a movie studio, and they didn't have a lot of room for like a, a running sequence. It wouldn't have been a running sequence. They're 10 feet apart. Yeah, but it was a really small room. I bet you they weren't even in the same room together. That's a director's. That's a director's foible right there. It's yeah. like, mm, I need you to act really intense here. Like you're gonna try and grab her, but don't. It's also yeah. a 1992 uh, comedy, so we're gonna give him a little bit of a break on the reach out. Starring Polly Shore and an unknown Brendan Fraser. Listen, Polly. Polly Shore. I'm just gonna go on record here. Is the best part of this movie. Yes. Well, I yeah, we'll get to that when when he ends. Yeah, cuz I have I have some notes on Polly Shore through this whole movie. Sweet. So, after the rocks fall, it cuts to teenage Sean Astin and he's waking uh, it up cuts to the neighborhood first and it's shaken. Yeah, it cut yeah. Yeah, there's an earthquake and Sean Astin wakes up in bed and he's like, "Ah!" And then a uh, melted slurpee lands on him and he wakes up and he drinks it anyways. <laughs> I I noticed something in that scene. So just before it cuts to Sean Astin's room, just like Josh was saying, it shows the neighborhood, and all of the houses have stucco on them, and their mailbox also has stucco on the mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) The tiny little house mailbox that looks like like an identical replica of the house in like one eighth scale. Yeah. And it's yeah. stuck. I should do that. Who stuck that was the mailbox? <laughs> if you want it's all from super bougie people in stuccoed houses in Encino. That's who. Yeah. And so this is the character David, played by Sean Astin. So then it shows uh, David digging a backyard pool. This is where uh, Polly Shore enters, and I feel like this is the first time I saw Polly Shore. I think he was like a stand-up comedian or something, but this is the first time I remember him being in a movie, is Encino Man. Well, Polly Shore was the first guy who was famous for being unfamous, or famous for being famous. Kind of like a pre-Paris Hilton kind of type guy. No, he was on MTV. He was like one of the first people on MTV. Yeah, he's a VJ. Yeah. He's a VJ, but how he got that gig was his mom owns like a bunch of strip clubs in, in Hollywood. So he like grew up in Hollywood and his mom's this like famous lady. That right? actually kind of explains a little bit. And that's how he like got into all these clubs and like everybody knew who he was because he was like the son of this, you know, entrepreneur. And so that's how he landed the gig as a VJ. Anyway, so Polly Shore walks up while David's digging the pool and they have this conversation about how they're losers but david wants to finish the year strong because this is their graduating year so he's digging a pool and he wants to have a huge pool party for graduation like pm dawn in the background 
Because when, like, after the, the scene where he's, like, drinking the Slurpee, it does, like, the big panel out to, like, the neighborhood to show, you know, what's been going on and people mowing their lawns and this and that. And how, like, a little earthquake is uh, just a regular occurrence. But that song, PM Dawn, like, uh, I used to be a friend of reality. I used to be a friend of reality. Reality used to be a friend of mine. That, like, it just, what we're about to get into in the movie, like, I mean, there's no spoiler alerts. We all know that they're going to find a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You just spoiled the whole thing. Now we got to start. Oh! <laughs> song was a really good choice because it sets the tone for what's about well, and also like how kind of like weird like even Polly shore's character the way he speaks and everything we had never heard that before like he was yeah. just so, so alien and weird but now it's become like iconic just yeah. to Polly shore because nobody else has done it yeah and i have two things to add to well one thing for both of you uh one josh the soundtrack to this is very underrated it is awesome Especially yeah. the band at the end. I can't wait to get into that. And then, Miranda, you were saying uh, uh, Polly Shore speaks all, like, it's like the first time we ever heard somebody kind of talk like that. And mm-hmm. his character in this, I think he's supposed to be kind of, kind of a weirdo and stuff, but he's like, through this whole thing, he's already put put things together. But he's, yes. but he's made to, like, kind of look like a... You know, for lack of a better word, like an idiot. Well, he's the, he's supposed to be the comic relief, but the he's comic, actually yeah. the, he's the anchor. Yeah, exactly. But he, like through this whole movie, he's like, like connecting the dots faster than anyone else, and it's like Stony. See, oh yeah, like, his name is Stony in the movie. Oh yeah, it's, I think that's it, right? Because his name's Stony. He's supposed to be this like he's, hippie he's a stoner dude. Well, he he dresses like a hippie. Like he's got like. Like bell bottoms and the scarves and stuff. So I don't know. Head. That's like it's like David Lee Roth and a hippie had a baby. Yes, I agree with that. So much like the soundtrack to this movie, Polly Shore's character very underrated. Very underrated. But this is the first in a long series of kind of linchpin characters that we see throughout not only like the '90s movies and then even now into like the Duffer Brothers, like the last season of of uh stranger things you got the dude from surfer boy pizza same character or same style of character right he's meant to be like the comic relief burnout but he's the he's the anchor he's the one that keeps everything together and keeps everything rolling but this is the first time we really see that 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 character kind of take form is in this movie well, and when I saw Brendan Fraser at the Comic Expo, um, somebody asked him what it was like to work with Polly Shore, and he he said that it was like having a bratty little brother on the set that didn't listen to anybody, and then he also said under not never under any circumstance share food with him. <laughs> but he didn't explain why he said that. <laughs> just before you move on, I just oh. wanted to add one thing. And I, 
I'm going to refer back to this exact thing. I'm going to call it Dave's dick moments because I hated Sean Astin's character in this. I love Sean Astin. I did too. I love Sean Astin. I did Astin. not like him. I know. It was it was so self-centered. It was all about him. All about him. So this is my first Dave's dick moment. Um, I'm going to be the king of the high school. And then Stoney goes, well, what about me? And he goes, oh, yeah, you'll be there too. So we're going to well, refer back to Dave's dick moments <laughs> as we go. But also, that's another good thing about Stoney's character is because he calls him out on that like he says like he said he explains that robin who is the girl that david has a crush on is never gonna date him like he's just straight with him yeah, so she, she finds a crusty david is a dick but stoney calls him out on it yeah yeah please do me a favor and stress less bro high school is over buddy get into it we're losers i've decided something stoney i want to look back on my high school career and think that i started slowly but i finished strong you know i mean high school's almost over and i don't have anything to show for it i know me neither dude you should be stoked though buddy because you got through the last four years without the full-on melon tweak it's not enough i mean i want my own page in the yearbook jump off the gym splatter on the street and go for the cup it's not funny. I'm not going down as this geek kid from Encino. When I finish this pool, I'm going to have the killer party after the prom. I'm going to be the prom king, and I'm going to graduate a legend. Well, what about me? Oh, well, you'll be there too. Thanks. But um, Robin Sweeney, bro, she's not going to the prom with you, man. I wish she would, but she's really not. What are you talking about? Robin Sweeney is mine. She's become a major babe and she loves me. She finds you crusty, Dave. I'll convince her. This is, again, another thing we've seen. We've seen it in, like, so many movies leading up to this. The negligent, like, parents, like, the professional parents, who, like, the kids just end up, like, running amok, right? Like, you look at David's room and he's got everything. He's got skateboards. He's got, like, the, the cliche, like, road signs he's got posters he's got everything he's, he's got allowed so to do whatever stuff. he wants he's a spoiled brat so when you talk about dave's dick moments that's why the way the character was written is like all those spoiled ass little brats like et those kids got away with literal almost this close to murder <laughs> they had an alien in their house <laughs> how do you get away with that Working Robin would have spotted that in a second. Yeah, it's, like, it's only until he was like white, like a crusty dog turd, that they needed their mom's help. Sorry to beat this dead horse, but Stony again tells David to move on from high school because he's being childish about it. Yeah, underrated and character. So, he's the best one. He is. He's the voice of reason. We cut to. Uh, David and Sony going to high school, and they're riding a vintage Vespa to school, and I would have died to own that. Oh, hey, Robin! 
thing looks like a tank. It's like, it doesn't have patina. Like all the paint is gone off of it, and it's like made out of like Captain America's shield. Like it's just like indestructible. I thought it was a pretty cool moped. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it shows that they're kind of like nerds, even though I think it was cool. But apparently, at their high school, it's nerdy. And uh, and then David is explaining how him and the girl he has a crush on, Robin, were like really good friends. Um, when they were really young teenagers. Right. And then he looks over and uh, he sees Robin with her boyfriend, who is a DeLuise. Which DeLuise is he? Michael. He's Michael DeLuise. Michael DeLuise. I love, I would love, I love a, a good DeLuise movie. I would like a Google fact check on that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, it is Michael DeLuise. Uh, also known as, in later years, as TJ from uh, the Gilmore Girls. Oh, all right. Look, Dave, you're going to have to just mellow out, bro, on this whole Robin thing. She always shines you, Dave. You don't understand. We have history. Yeah, you had history. Pre-freshman history. could have had her back then, man. She hadn't hit babehood yet. Milk does the body good, huh? Check her. She's clean, buddy. And he's got her. <laughs> Matt Wilson? I mean, what a jerk. What does she see in him anyway? Well, he's got the buff spikes chilling on top of his melon, obviously, right? Dude, he's checking her cheeks. Oh, oh, oh. He's got the serious beak, his own personal holding company, full of fundage, bro, that he wheezes off of me. 18-inch buys. Mine are only four. Besides that, where is it? It is. It's Michael DeLuise. Yeah, it is. You're right. Michael DeLuise. Yeah. Okay. You. I uh, thought listen, it would be. I, Come on, man. I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. Eddie Wong only once. <laughs> Eddie Wong only once. And I was wrong. I it was like, I looked something up and said Eddie Wong, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> Check your facts. Always. Yeah. Never forget to check your resources. Check your specs. Check your references. Oh, oh check your references. That's what it is. Forget to check your references. Everyone's <laughs> got it right. <laughs> oh, again, before we move on, right off the hop, another Dave's Dick moments. Listen, you could have had Robin back then, and what does Dave say? She hadn't hit babehood yet. Yeah, she hadn't hit babehood. Come on, dude. Again, uh, focusing weak. on him... And looks, you know, I guess inner beauty is not a thing for Dave. No, of course it's not. And in my notes, I have, they head to class after ogling the DeLuise. (laughs) (laughs) So I think... Ogle the DeLuise. They do. They're like, he's got like the butt and the hair and the... Uh, Tony who says all that. Again, another character who can get away with observing someone talking about like all the but it's not in a weird sexual way he's like yeah that dude's totally buff he's got like you know these kind of pants and the ah, he's ah. explaining why women find him attractive there you go anyway so in the class that they head to they are learning about Cro-Magnon man and the teacher uh says that all um where they were was once covered in ice uh, and he explains that the Cro-Magnon man was a barbarian. 
So it's like not very subtly foreshadowing. We're going to start this week's class, same place we ended last week's class, and that's talking about prehistoric man in the what? Prehistoric man in the... Oh, Stony. Ice Age? Yes, Ice Age, that's right. The Ice Age. Now, why do we call it the Ice Age? Because there was a lot of ice around. Now, what do we call these big chunks of ice? Do you remember those big slabs of ice, huge slabs of ice? We called what? What do we call them? Glaciers. Glaciers. Right, you are paying attention. That's good. Now, uh, these glaciers, as they move down our way, you got to understand they're so heavy and so cold and so thick that they freeze the groundwater underneath them and they form underground Glaciers. Glaciers, right. Now, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some scientists believe that there are actual underground glacial movements still in this part of the world. But you know what I think that is, class? Listen, listen, please remember that most of this hemisphere, including the, uh, the ground that I'm walking on, all of this was under ice at some point. So I guess uh, finding something frozen, you know, dug up here or there, wouldn't be that uncommon when you think about it, if you think about it. So uh, moving right along on your uh, journey of knowledge here, let me show you Cro-Magnon Man, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. right there. He's dope. I'd go out with him. This dude has been in a ton of stuff. He plays this, like, this character in, like, different kind of, like... He was in... He was in... Oh, no. Don't have a Josh moment, man. No, no I thought he was gonna say no. He was an Encino man. <laughs> I almost did. He's been in John Hughes movies. Oh, he was in. Uh, he was one of the super super drunk guys in uh, Groundhog Day. He was one yes. of the dog kidnappers in Beethoven. That's what it is. Yeah. So he plays this walk on role in a ton of movies, and it's pronounced Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. Stepped in the beam. Like Barcelona. Um, Barcelona. <laughs> so, Ibiza. This is... <laughs> so, the, me, this just proves me and Miranda are on the same wavelength here is because I don't know how long ago I wrote these notes, but it says, Stony, smarter than he looks, uh, uh, quite possibly the voice of reason in this movie. So after class, it cuts to the pool... And Dave working on his pool again. Stoney's there listening to um, Frankenstein, Edgar Winters. Stone. Stoney. Hey. Come on, check this out. My lobes. I picture Stoney in Encino Man when I hear that song. Nice. Yeah, me too. So they find a bowl while he's digging the pool in the backyard, and it's yeah, like a pottery bowl, and it's cold. And Stony says the like, don't you ever watch Jeopardy? <laughs> Prehistoric artifacts for five hundred, Alex. Don't you ever watch Jeopardy? He says the era of the bowl. Yeah, it's a Mysterian, yeah. Mysterian bull. Mysterian bull, man. Yeah. Mysterian bull. Yeah, bro. Don't you remember? Don't you remember from class Mysterium? Yeah, bull. it's like prehistoric Tupperware, bro. I know what this is, bro. What is it? It's a Mysterium bull. No way. What's a Mysterium bull? A Mysterium bull from the Mysterium era. Wait, this is kind of like prehistoric Tupperware, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right, and he like puts his hands on. He's like, "Bro, it is okay. chilling." Just wait. 
I need to come clean. I need to clear the air podcast about some stuff here. This movie and Bill and Ted totally changed the way I spoke. Like when I was a kid, I remember like seeing Bill and Ted and I was like, <gasps> and then I saw, I saw this and it just kind of like, it drove the nail in the coffin. Yeah. I was like, is that, a val- is that a Valley accent? Is that what that is? Oh, him? Yeah. They call it like, yeah. It's the Californian accent. The Californians. <laughs> Won't you jump on the 405, take the Santa Monica Boulevard, and get out of here? Where you belong? You're not, not going to make it. It's going to be jams. It's going to be jams. Not in the real. Get back on San Vicente, take it to the 10, then switch over to the 405 North and let it dump you out into Mulholland where you belong. Get out of here! Sure, it's gonna be jammed. Anyways, after they find the bowl, there's another earthquake. And they find a giant block of ice that kind of like shimmies up. It looks like a huge ice turd. There's a dude in it. Okay, so why is there not a slab of ice? There's just one ice turd holding a caveman. Well, then it would be more complicated for the storyline to move along. Yeah, the ground's cold, and, uh, David goes, Stone, there's a man buried in my pool. Does he say dead dude? There's a dead dude in my pool. Stone? Yeah. There's a guy buried in my pool. To circle back to what you were talking about, about kids in like the late, the 80s, 90s, just getting away with everything because their parents are busy. There's a scene here where Stoney and David run up to David's mom's office window and they're banging on the window because they're freaking out about the guy they found in the pool. And she literally closes the blinds because she's busy on a phone call. (laughs) And she says, I'm working. Oh, I'm glad I caught you. Uh, are you available for a meeting sometime this week? Well, and I come up with a fabulous idea. Uh, well, we're, we're thinking about starting a center for the homeless. And, uh, excuse me. I'm working. Uh, so anyway, uh, Carol, So somebody could have been dying, and she's just like, I'm working. And so they head back to the frozen body, and they see the dog kind of digging up the rest of it. And Stoney says, I know what this is, David. It's a caveman. David, I know what this is. What? It's a caveman. Please. I'm serious. And uh, all of a sudden, David jumps to this bizarre conclusion that it's going to make him popular if they bring the caveman to school again instead of calling the police no hey i think that's no that happens later doesn't it after they like kind of clean him up and whatever no no no, we're we're not even at the 15 minute mark josh we stumbled across another classic dave's dick moments (laughs) Uh, right right and he thinks of himself first and he goes this could mean fame fortune and I, I, like, like Miranda said, I don't know how a caveman would do that, but... How does he jump? Like, how does that make you cool? Do you know what this could mean for us? This could mean, this could mean fame or money. A pop 
popularity. Far too much responsibility for me. Like, I just don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know. And then again, solidifying us all liking Stoney more than Dave is he just goes, I'm just happy to meet me. And David kind of talks Stoney into his plan, whatever his plan is, by telling him that he's going to be rich and famous. If, but like, I don't know if they're like, they know that he's going to wake up or they're just think that he's going to be dead or. You got to mention how Dave gets Stoney into doing it. Right. He's like, he can be rich and famous. He's like, I don't need to be rich and famous. I'm a crusty weasel. Yeah. And he's like, but. Can't you imagine, like, all the nugs and chillin' and Jeopardy? And he's like, yeah, I'd be at Jeopardy. Yeah, okay. See, also <laughs> solidifying the fact that he is just a solid dude. Yeah, he's a good dude, and Dave isn't. I won't be part of anything, Dave. I'm happy just to be me. It could mean money. You tell me you couldn't use a, a new scooter? Some new bell bottoms, a little fun stage. We some older nugs with a mansion and a pool, soaking up the rays, watching all the jeopardy you can handle. That was the clincher. Everybody's got a prize. Just wants to party and, and chill, man. The bit where they're taking Polaroids, there's a funny bit where like Stony is like breathing on it to defrost it. Yeah, yeah, I have that too. <laughs> we gotta thaw him out. And he goes, <sighs> <laughs> And this is the 15 minute mark. I know. Oh, man, we're only 15 minutes in and there's so much happening. I know, it's awesome. Yeah. They go to school and they leave the caveman defrosting in the garage. And uh, it cuts to Robin and her friend chatting at their lockers. And I just have a note saying this is not what high school kids look like. They just don't. David comes up to Robin and uh, he wants to talk to her and tell her something. And then he's like, I found a caveman. And uh, he tells her like it's a cool thing to say, not a weird thing to say. And this has also confused me, but it moves the story along. Hi, Dave. Guess what I found? A life? No. Come here. Guess what I found? I don't know. Guess, guess. I have no idea. I'm a caveman. A caveman? Shh. Yeah. Oh, Dave, you're drowning. And it gives him uh, motivation, but I don't understand why Why it's cool. Still, again. And uh, she says that she's uh, just not ready for a caveman. Dave, I just don't think I'm ready to handle it. A caveman. Michael DeLuise. Michael, okay. Michael DeLuise. So Michael yeah. DeLuise. Okay, so his character here, the best thing I've ever, like, probably the best line in this whole movie comes up right here, and it's, he sees uh, Sean Astin's character talking to Robin, pulls him aside, Robin wouldn't piss on your gums if your teeth were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I know about your stupid Tom King bullshit. Forget it. Robin wouldn't piss on your gums if your teeth were on fire. Yes, she would. <laughs> Shush! Hush, please! And gives him a noogie. It gives him a noogie! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all hate Matt Wilson because we all knew those Matt Wilsons. They were, you know, they, they were just tools, right? 
It's like the same dude that um, Mark Wahlberg plays in Fear. He's the exact yeah. same douchebag. They're all realtors now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes a good actor is when you hate them in a movie, they're doing their job. Yeah. In the meantime, it kind of cuts back to David's garage and the block of ice is still melting. So it's like it's cutting back and forth to show the progress of the melting caveman. And then we're back at school. And this is where uh, Deloise staples David to the wall <laughs> and uh, writes, eat me on his forehead. Okay. Also, uh, a lot to unravel here. Number one, <laughs> he throws about six staples into his coat. Like, that's not going to hold him up. Well, I mean, he's also wearing, like, a flannel over a shirt, so why can't he just, like... Slip out of it? Out out. Yeah, like, he's gonna pop yep. off the wall. You need more than six staples. You need probably about a thousand. You need to realize something. This is just a movie, and you need to chill. <laughs> okay. Well, so I guess we have to just enjoy it for... Well, and that's what we did do, is it's Encino Man... We know how ridiculous it is, but we still yeah. like watching it. I think it, I think it was Joel, the guy who wrote uh, Mystery Science Theory 3000, in the opening credits, in the opening song, in every different version of the song, he says, if you wonder how we breathe and walk around and other science facts, you should remember it's just a TV show and you should really just relax. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's fun to pick it apart because I mean, it's, it's hilarious. It's like, but it's, yeah, it's like people who go and see a movie and they come out of the movie and they go, "That's so unrealistic." It's a movie. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, and it doesn't make it so. It doesn't mean that we dislike the movie. I love this. Oh. Just fun to pick apart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So also, this is where he goes. Some of us pump, <laughs> and some and of us slump. slump. You should try a little more pump. <laughs> Showing your ignorance again, Morgan. Some of us pump, and some of us slump. You should try some pump, Morgan. Might clear up your acne. What the, what the hell does that mean? Oh, he's such a douchebag. Oh, he plays such a douchebag. See, the whole time he's doing that, I'm waiting for Peter DeLuise to show up as part of, like, the uh, the uh, the twenty uh, the Jump Street crew and be like, hey, yeah. man, is everything cool here? I'm looking for this new weird drug. You guys know where I could get it? <laughs> we cut back to David's garage and the caveman is thawed. And it's Brendan Fraser. And uh, um, he's, he's, he's the most filthy caveman I've ever seen. When he got covered in ice, when he fell in the ice, or the ice fell, he's like, nah, 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 nah. he was not that dirty. He looks like he got rolled in an extra little patina a yik. That's true. Right? That's true. Like, we can see his face when all the, ah, in that scene. You should play this the sound from that scene. Right. Right. <laughs> Ah! 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 
disgusting. And in a loincloth. That is also disgusting. And he's also confused. I don't know if it's disgusting because this is Brendan Fraser in his prime. So do you know how big Brendan Fraser is? He's like six foot four. He's pretty tall. He's when a- he played Dudley Do Right, I mean, I guess they they chose well. Yeah, like and he like now he's like a bigger guy and tall, but it's because he had back injuries from doing zone stunts and stuff and. You know, depression and... Dude, he should totally open up his own store and call it Brendan's Big and Tall. <laughs> Brendan's Big and Tall? That's awesome. This episode of Weekend at Deckard's podcast is brought to you by the Bricks and Blisters Podcast Network. Helping fun and unique podcasts find their home. We provide help with podcasting ideas and also provide podcast editing by trusted professionals. For more information or if you have any questions, please email us at bricksblisters at gmail.com. Again, that's bricksblisters at gmail.com. Now on to your show. Brendan Fraser explores. Uh, he hears a helicopter. He thinks the garbage truck is a mammoth. Uh, he freaks out at the mail guy. Um, drinks sewer water and watches a wiffle ball roll by. Gets hit in the face with a rake. The dog seems to like him. Um, he makes his way into the house after, like, kind of exploring outside. You have to remember it's a caveman in modern-day California. Okay. Um, in 1992, California. So, I wonder how many sliding patio doors there were in uh, whatever era he came from. Because if I was a caveman, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to figure out how to slide a door to the right. And why would you go into the house? That would freak you out. Yeah. No, I'd be yeah. like a cave. Yeah, he's a cave man. <laughs> but he he also accidentally turns on the television by stepping on the remote. And uh, we see a clip from the Terminator, the I'll be back clip. I'll be back. Again, sorry to refer this movie back to E.T. again, but that's how E.T. turns on the TV. Accidentally steps on the remote. How is everybody leaving the remote on the floor? I'm just, I mean, how much like, hell I would give the kids if they left the remote on the floor? I'm just saying E.T. and Sino Man, they got a lot, a lot of things in common. And then he continues to step on the remote, and it switches to a metal video. This is a He steps on the remote again, and it's some good old 90s garbage dance mix stuff. No, no, it's Yosu Yindi. So David and Stoney get home from school, and they see that the caveman's melted, and they think he melted with it. They think that he just, like, disintegrated for some reason. And then they see... Because <laughs> they're stupid high school kids. Yeah. Oh, he melted away. He totally melted, dude. <laughs> but then they discover the muddy handprints on the glass and hear the fire alarm going off in the house. He melted. Dave, it just wasn't meant to happen. All right? Come on, I'll go buy you some ho-hos. 
So uh, they run through the house looking at all the like the mess that he's gone through. They find him upstairs trying to start a fire. They introduce themselves because he's pretty freaked out. And uh, he starts screaming and yelling at them uh, when the phone rings. And then Stoney distracts him by lighting a lighter in his face. Okay, and here we go. Who knew a lighter would calm a caveman down? Fire. <gasps> Flamage. But he's into it. Those kills don't it. He oh. says, what does he say? Do you guys remember? Flamage. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser is oh. fascinated. And uh, I forget what he does, but David says no. And then he repeats no after David does. So they're like... <gasps> We can teach him. Hey! No. No. What? Did you just... I think he just said no. No. Again, jumping to conclusions and kind of being, like, have weird reasoning. They're like, let's teach him. Instead of calling the police, (laughs) calling someone, there's a stranger that melted out of the ice. He needs medical attention. Uh. They decide to teach him and give him a bath. To right. that, I'm too sexy. And I have, yeah, I have a clean montage. And then in brackets, our first montage. He needs a bath. Big time. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Too sexy song. Right said Fred. Right said Fred is being played with his uh the song earlier was also Sacred Right. Oh nice. See, there oh. you go. And he looks super nineties. Yeah. Like I guess got this dreadlocky thing happening with his hair. I uh, guess like I, I read this whole thing about how the the reason his clothes look all weird on him is the set designer she bought all these clothes and she bought them extra big, but she didn't, I guess she didn't realize how big he was actually because all the clothes are supposed to be super baggy on him, right? Like, like they are on everybody else. Right. But like he actually, they just fit him. But again, super nineties, like the whole yeah. thing top to bottom. It lends to the idea that he's borrowing like clothes from someone literally like two thirds his size. Yeah, if they're supposed to be David's clothes, and Dave, how tall is Sean Astin? He's my height. He's like five five or five six. Yeah, so not a not a big guy. No. And this is where Stony goes. Can you say but uh? And he does repeat it <clears throat> because he's a smart caveman. So another Dave's dick moments. <laughs> so he's teaching. He's like Dave, Dave. And he's like stony, and he's trying to like you know teach him like little names, but he gets mad at him for not getting his own name because they decide to name him Link because he's like the, the missing, missing Link, right? You're like so you're Link. Link, right? And he's like, and you are, he's like buff, <laughs> Link, Link, no, you're Link. I'm Dave. 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 D
Dave. Dave, Dave. No. Dave, 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 Dave. Dave. Yes. <laughs> okay, and that's, that's Stony. Okay, 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 okay. And now you are Dave. Ah! No, 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 no. I'm Dave. I'm Dave. You are Buff. And he gets it wrong, and Dave freaks out at him for not getting it right away. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a Dave man. This is where we're at the 30 minute mark. So that montage and all that took like a big chunk of the movie compared to the the beginning 15 minutes was like a whole bunch of stuff all in 15 minutes. And then this was like the cleanup montage and yeah. teaching him his name. So you oh. found a caveman and you want to be famous. So what you do is you take him to some random Southern California high school. Yeah. Dave's parents come home, uh, the house is a disaster, and Dave says he was just cooking dinner. <laughs> and, again, gets away with it, like it's no bigs. My kitchen. Busted. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm cooking dinner. You're what? Busted. I'm cooking dinner for you guys. I thought it might be a nice surprise. They're surprised, all right. If you see this movie, no kitchen in the history of kitchens have been that dirty, unless you're a hoarder. No, it's bad. Spoiled kid gets away with everything. So they tell his parents that he's an exchange student named Linkovich Chemovsky from Estonia. Estonia. Like, if you've ever met someone from Estonia, they've yes. not. That's no. Yeah, they don't look like that. Not even in the 90s did they look like that. <laughs> so. In the 90s, they were coming off like the whole like Soviet like take over the world thing, man. So they were all like, Coca-Cola, you know, Pizza Hut. Yeah, America is great. That was Borat. That's pretty much what it was like. Five years later, they're like, we hate America. So this, so again, his parents are so absent that they actually believe that they forgot they had an exchange student coming to stay with them. And we're like, oh, okay. Crack that up to a 1992 comedy that didn't have much of a budget. David, huh? Who is that? That? Who's that? That was Linkovich. Chomsky. Huh? What? Link! Blink of it! Doesn't anybody in this house listen to anything I say? What are you talking about? What is he talking about? Dad, Linkovich Chomovsky, our exchange student. He's here. Yeah, um, he's gonna help us dig the pool. Well, I told you about this months ago, don't you remember? About school giving us extra credit for college for housing exchange students and learning about their culture and junk, and you said it was okay. You're gonna take it back? I no, can't no, believe no. you. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna take it back, Dave. Mom, this is important to me. This is my life. Besides, it's embarrassing. I mean, what am I supposed to tell the guy? He traveled here all the way from. I don't know, Estonia. Estonia. No, I... Dad. Well, actually, I I I think now that I I I do recall something. Something. See. See. And also, somehow they enroll him in high school. 
Yeah, with, uh, uh, what was it, with, I, like, their dogs, like, dental records? They medical didn't... records or something? Yeah. Or... yeah anyways, I... let's just, like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They just had to figure out how to get him to high school. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Dave still somehow thinks it's going to make him popular. Yeah, right. Uh, so when they're giving the records to the the school principal or school secretary or whatever... Again, Dave's dick no. moments. We found him. We can do whatever we want with him. Stoney say, I just want to be his friend. Yeah, I just want to be his friend. Lately, okay, so dudes, can't, this is like can't a over human, theme. Dave. That's called slavery. We found him. We can do whatever we want with him. We, we, we. No, no, no. You, you, you. I just want to be his friend. <sighs> Fine. This is a reoccurring theme in so many movies from this era. You see Can't Buy Me Love? With, um, what's his name, uh, the guy who was in Grey's Anatomy for forever. Anyway. Patrick Dempsey? Uh, Dempsey. Same thing. <laughs> yes! Um, but the same thing, man. He's like, I just need this girl so I can get popular, so everything's gonna be cool. Right? And then there was another movie, uh, it wasn't Patrick Dempsey, but these two, uh, super nerds pretend they're foreign exchange students. So they can become super popular, so everything will be super cool. And it's like, I need to be popular so that I can be super cool and things will be okay. But like we mentioned earlier, nobody realizes that if you're super cool in high school, you're going to end up being a used car salesman. You're going to end up being a real estate agent. Doesn't matter how good at basketball you were, you're going to be a real estate agent. <laughs> so, Link, so they have Link in the high school. And he sees Robin's friend and kind of jumps down off a second story balcony and walks up to her and smells her hair. Yeah, he like now, does that front foot. And says jump. gazungas. Now, this is Robin Tooney. And we saw Robin Tooney earlier when um, uh, the teacher was explaining like Cro-Magnon She's like, I think it's hot. Yeah, she's like, I'd totally be into that and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Cro-Magnon Man was like, was savage and barbaric and... If he wanted something, he could just take it. And she's like, he can take me anywhere. And then, like, fast forward to, like, that moment. And it's like, yeah, finds a, finds her, and he's like, Arr! And he says gazungas at her. <laughs> he says gazungas at her. Well. Excuse me. Hey. Hello. Hey. 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 Do you miss me? Always. Who is this? This is my friend Link. (laughs) He's staying with us for a little while. He's from Estonia. You're kidding. This guy is staying with you guys? (laughs) Uh, This uh, actress is also in Empire Records. Yep. Yes, she's the one that shaves her head and stuff. Yeah, that's right. There's, she's got a, a quite a hit. She's in like like NCIS or something now, or some sort of yeah, like police show. Something like weird. She's an, an adult. She's doing a grown up job now. Yeah, she's doing a grown up job now. <laughs> she's older than me. So, yeah. anyway, so they take him to science class, and he's like drawing caveman drawings on the board. Uh, the girls are talking about how they think he's jive. Yeah, well, and, I got. I have that note too. His name is Link, and I think he's jive his name's link he's from estonia and i think he's jive jive mm. yeah you do oh yeah 
Which is cool because we actually in the in the cleanup montage there's a bunch of fresh jive clothing. <laughs> and so it's like nice. You know what? I'm gonna bring it back. I think that's a cool expression. Uh, I'm gonna fresh start up. calling it jive. 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 It's really well, see, jive. Like, uh, before this, I always thought jive was bad. That's jive. I have a quest. A quick question. Yeah. So they're after the science class. They're walking down the hallway, and there's these two dudes like dancing, like hip hop dudes dancing in the hallway. Do you ever remember somebody doing that in high school? I know I was probably I was like eleven when this movie came out. So I wasn't in high school, but does anybody remember anybody doing right? Just standing by their that? lockers, like like jamming yeah. out. Yeah, did yeah. that ever happen? Not yeah. where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. Were you that guy? Is <laughs> that what you're saying? No. no, I don't remember anyone no. doing that. No, me neither. I guess it's a California thing, or maybe even just dance by your locker. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like in what is it? Pump up the volume when they have all the lockers outside. You'd never get away with that here. Bonkers. I think that's a California thing because there's a lot of uh, movies with uh, with kids with lockers outside. Yeah, I don't know. I just got me thinking about lockers and all the different movies with lockers. Yeah, like yeah. imagine in like minus thirty weather in Alberta, going to your <laughs> locker. Like it's just, no, it just it doesn't shut. fly. It'd be frozen. Yeah, yeah exactly. You'd get into that locker. So. Next, they take um, Link to Spanish class, also with Robin and her friend. And uh, she um, kind of, her friend, like, kind of asks Link out. He doesn't understand. And then she asks Stoney if they can drop him off at Blades tonight. No. And she goes, uh, bring your friend to Blades tonight. And then she, like, smacks his, like, headphone back on his head. It's like, ah, my lobes! Yes. You can draw the mom in front of Blades tonight, right? Oh, um, can David and I go too, please? You smell. Uh, hey, hey, senorita. I hurt my lobes. I didn't do it. They started the whole thing. But then he also asks really nicely if he can come too. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, and then next, the next scene is they go to the convenience store, and Stony asks uh, Kashmir and Rajneesh how many minutes the burrito takes in the microwave. Right. One and a half minutes. <clears throat> Kashmir, Rajneesh, is it how many minutes for the burrito again? Two minutes. One minute. Two minutes. One and a half. Two minutes. Ah, make up your melons. Uh, is it one or two? One and a half minutes. Okay. Okay, my friend. Try and experience what I'm about to chirp in your lobes. Okay, cool? Uh, Today, buddy, we're going to discuss grindage. Have you filled the furnace, packed the cheeks, and stuffed the gills. Okay? You're probably used to eating twigs, right? But out here in the U.S. of age, buddy, we got something called the four basic food groups. And Link, this is not one of them. Oh. Look at what we have here. Dairy group. Milk duds. You hide these under your pillow, bro, so your mom doesn't find them. If she does, you're twig, buddy. Uh, you keep on cruising. Fruit group. Sweet tarts. Oh. These are killer, buddy. So citrusy, dude, you'll freak. Keep on cruising. Uh-huh. Hi, this is the vegetable group. 
vegetable group. Oh, damn that. Oh, I'll put them on a pedestal, bro. Look at that. Yeah. That's a kill, huh? Meat group. Come on. Take the meat group. This is where Stoney um, teaches Link about the four food groups and calls it grindage. And so the dairy group was milk duds. The fruit group was sweet tarts. Oh, no. The vegetable group was corn nuts. The burrito, like the, in the microwave ding, he goes, meat group. And uh, then they share a burrito. Dude, so many times, like, like sprinkling, like, pixie sticks into Slurpees and, like, oh, dude. Yeah, right, and I like how, just, like, how the, the... Mushing, like, Mars bars into Reese's peanut butter cups and, like, oh, oh, oh. I like, you know what I like is the camera angle for that. They go down into the aisle where all the candy bars in and he's like, keep cruising, keep cruising. And they're walking along all the different candy bars and he's like, oh, oh yeah, vegetable group. (laughs) I like a good 7-Eleven. I could spend a ton of money there. When I was a teenager, 7-Eleven was like the place. And we would get, like, nachos with all the stuff on them. Yeah, and and, and uh, taquitos. Oh, so good. Oh, taquitos. Taquitos are fairly new. I mean, my wife, when I was my a kid, is, they didn't have taquitos. My wife calls them fart-quitos because, inevitably, they go in me. They just turn to gas. I think they just turn to vapor. They don't actually digest. It's vapor. Yeah. And then I once <laughs> got in a ton of trouble. I went to 7-Eleven in the morning before school. And I was pretty young, so I don't know why I was there on my own. And I started playing The Simpsons video game. And I was obsessed with, like, being Marge. It was like the arcade game, The Simpsons. And I ended up skipping school (laughs) to play The Simpsons video game. And I was very young, and I got in massive trouble. Wasn't allowed to touch the game again. That would have been uh, 89, 89, 90. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so, personal question. I'm going to feel the personal question here. Uh, favorite type of corn nut? Favorite flavor of corn nut? Uh, no corn nut. Yeah, they're gross. I hate corn nuts. They're very they're gross. I love corn nuts. Ranch flavor, by the way. No. And if you want to let us know your favorite type of corn nut or favorite flavor of corn nut, please reach out to us at weekendeddeckards no, at no. gmail.com. Absolutely not. Yes. Do not email that. Email Josh personally because oh. corn nuts are the worst. Corn nuts <laughs> <laughs> are the best, man. I love the way they like, make your head shake when you chew them so hard. And, like, oh, God, 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 God. Corn nuts are, oh, corn nuts are rad, man. That's never happened to me because nope, I've me never either. eaten. I love corn nuts. You know what they are, Josh? They're jive. What? They're, <laughs> they're not jive. They're, no, they're, no, they're non jive. <laughs> They're non-jive. Anti-jive. They're anti-jive. You know what the best, though, is? The best is corn nuts and bugles. Oh, the best snack. And a two-liter bladder buster full of Dr. Pepper and corn nuts and bugles. Oh, yeah. Anyways, this is the part where Roshnish and Kashmir get upset about them wheezing the juice because Link puts his head under the Slurpee machine and squirts it right into his mouth and they're like, no, he's in the juice. <laughs> no, 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 Kashmir, Rajneesh, why don't you just chill? No, but too. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, he's in the juice. We's the juice. No, 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 he's in the juice. 
That is Eric, Eric Avari. Eric Avari. And Eric Avari has been in Mr. Deeds. He's been in not Stargate, but The Fifth Element. He was in a billion movies. I think Again. it was I think it was Stargate and not the Fifth Element. I don't think he's in the Fifth Element. I think you are wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, he's I in Stargate when they go through Stargate. When they're on the other planet, when they go through the Stargate, he's like the the chief of the thing. That's what the it original is. Stargate movie. The, I knew yes. for a fact because I just watched the Fifth Element. So who's the who's the guy at the beginning with Aziz? I don't know. I unknown actor. Okay. It's not. It's certainly not that guy. I know. I'll that. concede. I'll concede. I think you guys are, are right, so I'm gonna go with that. But so, uh, yeah. This, this is the part where they get kicked out of the convenience store for wheezing the juice, and then um, Brandon Fraser does the "I'll be back" thing. Because he steals the sunglasses. Because yeah, and then he's like the Terminator. I'll be back. And then this is our second montage, which is the amusement park montage. I'll be back. Total. Oh, right. And that's our 45 minute mark. Yeah, so we are like three quarters of the way through this movie. So David is all pissy and waiting for them when they get back. Um, and he gets all mad because Link sounds like Stoney because he's been with Stoney all day. Stop! Stop! Where did you go? You just took off after school. Do you know how worried I've been? God, you sound like my mom. God, you can't do that to me. What's on his nose? Just chill, Dave, because you know why? Link and I had a Stoney time at the mountain. You took him to Mega Mountain? Are you crazy? Yeah, because they're riding the vapor in reverse. They are? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Check out the fresh nugs. Wee's in the juice. Ow! Buddy. <laughs> Check out my cat. Ow! Oh, Ow! God, you got him talking like you now. They are having dinner at David's house, and uh, David's mom is like kind of like serving everybody, and she looks at Link and looks at his necklace, and she's like, "Link, that is so beautiful. Is it old?" And it's like literally like a like a Stone Age archaeology, and he's like, he just nods. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> then Link sprays the mustard directly into his mouth. And he's kind of like causing some mayhem at the dinner table and then starts to track a fly that is flying around. And while he's doing that, Stoney sings the shoe fly don't bother me song. Do you remember how he, he finishes it? He goes, yeah. because you belong to my friend Link. Boom. Shoe fly don't bother me. Shoe fly don't bother me shoot fly don't bother me cause you belong to my friend Link good catch meet group and then this is when they head to Blades to meet the girls uh, so and Link like picks her up and uh, David and Stoney kind of check the place out cause they've never been allowed to go to Blades no, cause it's I only for people there's a bit where like there's those two skateboarders 
and they like throw a skateboard and David trips on it and he like ends up smacking into Robin and Stoney's like that's not cool he could have hurt his pancreas or something (laughs) (laughs) good that was not cool at all you guys you know he could hurt his pancreas or something like that Okay, so this is this is the scene, the Dave's dick moments. He's like, don't forget, Robin, we've been naked together. And he pulls out a picture. He's been carrying a picture with him of him and Robin naked as kids in his jacket. I have a note. Why is David so weird with her? So weird. Like, he's just so creepy and weird with her. Right, and so it gets even creepier because she goes... Has anyone else seen this? And he goes, Nope, that's your copy. How many copies of this picture does he have? Robin, don't forget, we've been naked together. (laughs) Nice body. Yeah, remember when we were together? Did you show this to anyone? No. No, that's your copy. You can show anyone you want. Thanks, Dave. Okay. It's so weird. It's so gross. Not cool, man. And... This is also where I figure out Blades is a hockey place. Okay. There's so many things I need to ask about. Number one, are people in L.A. that big into ice skating and hockey? They can't be. They can't be. Right? I mean, I know the L.A. Kings, like, they have, like, a huge, like, following. Right? But, like, really? Like, I, I don't see that as being a thing. So, I just, it felt really weird. Even when I was, like... 12 or whatever when I first saw this. I yeah, like, I thought it was odd, Do people too. in California do that much ice skating? <laughs> and this is where, like, it shows, like, Robin's friend, like, chatting with Link about long-distance relationships because <laughs> Link is talking about Betty Nuggs and she thinks he's talking about, like, an ex-friend. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I'm right here and being kind of, like... Slutty. All him yes and this is where like Deloise hits the glass and he's like where Link is like drawing caveman pictures with ketchup and mustard and uh he does not like Link at all and Link runs off uh to play Radmobile (laughs) Radmobile 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 and Deloise uh grabs David and yanks him onto the ice because he sees him talking to Robin and uh, tells him he's not allowed at Blades. And all the while, while he's, like, bullying him, he's giving him a noogie. <laughs> what are you doing? You're not allowed in here. Are you deaf to it? Didn't I forbid you to speak to it? I'm sorry. Uh, Link jumps onto the ice to defend Dave. In effect, setting into motion Dave's seemingly circuitous plan to become cool. So Link's like, don't hurt my Dave. He's no. like, rip off. He gets no, on the he ice. says, no, Josh. He yells, "Wees the juice." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Angrily at Halloween. Wees the juice. Wees the juice. Yeah, exactly. Wees the juice. Because, like, he hears um, Robin yelling while he's playing Radmobile, and he runs out to go see what's happening. He sees Deloise bullying Dave, yells, Weez the dice at him, and are then... Are we calling him Deloise, or are we going to call him by his character name? No, Matt? Deloise. I, right, can't, Deloise. I can't remember his name ever. It's just Deloise. And then this is where Deloise punches Link in the face, and he barely, like, he he's like, ow, but he doesn't retaliate. 
Like, he doesn't do anything. And everybody's in awe because he doesn't, like, barely phases him. And he doesn't hit back. I don't know you. I don't like you. As of now, I'm all over you. See that? The new kid. He took it. Whoa. Don't just stand there. Uh. Do something. Stand up for yourself. Hit him back. Uh. Link, hit him back. You see how tall Deloise is compared to Brendan Fraser? Deloise is wearing skates and Brendan Fraser is still taller. Yeah. Well, and like this also again at Comic Expo, somebody was saying to Brendan Fraser that that, mo- that scene in that movie showed people how to deal with a bully to, like, kind of stop them. Because he doesn't react, he doesn't get macho about it, he just lets it go, and that that's what makes Link popular, is everyone's like, he took it. They leave Blades, and David wants Link to hit DeLuise back, uh, but he doesn't. And uh, Stoney looks at DeLuise and goes, not cool. That was harsh. That was harsh, Matt. Let's get out of here. The stench of losers is doing damage to my sinus. And uh, again, voice of reason. And David being a dick. And Robin's unimpressed with Deloise hitting Link. So she throws his ring back at him. You know, like, I guess girls get a ring when they date a guy in high school. Anyways, and Stoney Tracy. I've never dated a guy in high school, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Stoney explains to David that cavemen didn't fight back then for popularity; they fought for survival and food. So why would he hit back? Because it didn't make sense. I can't believe he got nailed. He's a pacifist. A pacifist caveman? You're mental. Cavemen aren't like us, Dave. They fought for food and survival. They did not fight for popularity. What would he be fighting for, huh? For face. I mean, for us. To be cool. Cool, huh? He does not know what cool is, Dave. He doesn't know where he is, bro. He knows nothing. Again, David is obsessed with being cool. So they try and teach Link um, kung fu. So they show him a bunch of wrestling movies. And this is our third montage. Right. No, this is our second montage. No... No, our third. The first is the cleanup montage. Then we have the amusement park montage. Oh. This is the learning how to fight montage. Amusement park montage, my mistake, right? And then this is, yeah, <laughs> learning to fight montage. I'm going to knock you out. Also, Brendan Fraser is wearing a turtleneck. My pancreas. I'm gonna knock you out. This is a cover, but I mean, still good. Yeah. So the next day at school, everybody loves Link because of the way he dealt with Deloise. He didn't respond, he just walked away. So everybody's in love with him. And this is our fourth montage of everybody loving him. Right. I I call it the fitting in montage. And the Wooly Bully montage. Right, right. 
outside their lockers are like computer clock computer clock he's like hey don't make fun of this dude he's cool we took a vote and the computer club feels your presence will be a valuable asset to our organization computer club computer club computer club, club, computer club. Computer club. <laughs> Yeah, right. so the hip hop guys like him, and the computer club loves him. Like everybody, from popular to not popular, loves Link because okay, so he dealt with a bully. What's the line he says? He's like, "The AV Club would like to present you with an award or something like that." No, he would. We would like to um, extend Accept. our invitation, or you've been an accepted. honorary. Yeah, like extend like an invitation. Yeah, yeah. We're to make you an honorary member of the computer club. And as the, yeah. like, hip-hop guys are, like, teasing him, Brendan Fraser puts his arm protectively around him and is like, yeah. it's, okay. it's okay. Like, so it's it's very sweet, and it's everybody loves him. But, like, again, like, Sean Astin, and I can't say his name properly. I'm just going to call him Data. Like, they're yeah, together again in a movie. I know it's a little, it's a small role for Data, but I, know, I thought it was yeah. neat, though. And, like, David's all upset at Link, of course. I know. He's pissed off that Link is better at school than him. He's better at being liked than him. And it's like, yo, man, what do you want? He's a caveman. He's just, like, living. He's just living. He's just being himself, and he's not trying to impress anybody. He's just being. And, you know, and that that's sort of the lesson in this. I it's, he doesn't have to try. He's just being himself, and everybody loves him for it. I think that's the undertone to this entire movie, is it's like, if you're trying to be cool, what do you, like, it doesn't you're, work. you're not. You're not being cool, because you're being somebody that you're not. And it's like, just be yourself. There's a bit of a serious moment coming up. So, they visit uh, a museum of anthropology, um, and it's featuring the era, or the caveman or Ice Age era, that Link is from. So they're touring the museum, and Link is kind of putting things together in his head. Like, okay, this is familiar. I know it's a skeleton, but I know this thing. This is familiar. This is familiar. It's been this long. Everything's dead. And I'm still alive. And he gets emotional about being kind of ripped away from everything that he knows and he kind of like freaks out and runs off. And this is where Stoney and David find him kind of crying and realizing what's happened. He's crying and, trying to start a fire, not realizing what happened. He doesn't know what else to do because he's, yeah. Anyway, so 
Stoney and David kind of comfort him and say, like, we're your family now, and it's okay, we're your family, sorry, and they're, like, comforting him and hugging him, and Deloise kind of sees Stoney and David, like, hug- hugging him and telling him that they're his family now, so Deloise is getting some ideas. I have no idea why Deloise would put that together. Yeah, or, like... <laughs> Or, like, go through that much effort to to do any kind of prank. Look at him, he's flipping out. He knows, Dave. What? He knows. He knows what happened to him. We have to help him. Link. Talk to me. I understand. Family. Family. You okay? It's okay. Look, we're your new family, man. We're your new family. It's okay. Like, how would you go, oh man, that guy must be a caveman? It would, none of this makes sense. Anyways, it's a right. movie about a caveman. I've been coming down hard on Sean Astin's character this whole episode because he's. Kind I of love a- Sean Astin. I just don't like. I know. Sean Astin is good in everything, he's even good in this. But his character is a dick. It, he just is. He's unlikable. He's an unlikable character. I don't know why Stoney is friends with him. Yeah, there, yeah. But I will say this. This is one of Dave's nicer moments in this movie when he's comforting Link in there. So the next day, Link and Robin um, are in the same driver's ed class and the teacher allows Link to drive. But Stoney and David see him getting in the car all excited, and they look at each other, and they stand up, and they yell, Radmobile. Radmobile. And then they run, they run out of the class. Yeah. Excited outside the car. Outside, he goes like this. He goes like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Radmobile. Uh-oh. <laughs> Radmobile. Because they know how he's going to drive, because he plays the video game Radmobile. Or, sorry, arcade game. Link starts to drive, and uh, Robin's in the back of the car. For some reason, the teacher's not in the car yet, and Stoney and David jump into the car as he's taken off. Link uh, then drives up on two wheels. There's a bit more before that, but we'll take that. And he starts to drive away from the school through traffic all the while on two wheels. Now, there is a scene. You have to rewind it and pause it. (laughs) And it shows the stunt driver (laughs) and the stunt passenger, which is obviously a doll. (laughs) It's like this giant, like, chubby guy. Like, (laughs) it just looks nothing like him. It's so funny. Anyways, and then they end up kind of in a in a sketchy area of town, and they go to a pub called El Crib, and it's filled with um, Spanish and Rasta patrons. Oh. So, I don't know what part of town it's in, but... Am I mistaken in saying that, like, the song that played when, like, Link first steps on the remote is playing when he goes into this place? That's why he dances to it. Is because he hears a familiar song playing, so he runs out onto the dance floor and does his dance moves because he's familiar with the song. Move your body, move your body, move your body. 
and then Stoney sits at the bar and starts drinking tequila with the the Spanish guys. And uh, he's trying to show them that he's man, a man. And yeah, he's yeah, like, okay, they're like, have a tequila man. That. Yeah, they're like, have a tequila Just man. Some- and he's like, I don't need tequila. I'm a weasel. <laughs> <laughs> but he ends up drinking tequila anyway. You want to be a man, is she? Uh, eventually, huh? yeah. But I'm almost there. Look. Uh, Look at my patch, bro. Oh, Whoa. Hey, macho. This is tequila, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Wait, where's she? the worm? The worm's right there, is she? Uh-uh, I'm a weasel. <laughs> <laughs> a weasel, eh? Yeah. You want to be a man weasel? And then uh, Robin wants to dance with David, so she's, like, trying to get him to dance, and then he's, a like, a pissy baby about it. Yeah, and oh, so she's like, yeah big surprise. Whatever, it big goes bummer. and dances with, like... Um, so, and then there's a bit where uh, the dude at the bar tells Stoney and David not to touch his woman, and it's just a woman sitting there kind of on display. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. But um, anyways, he tells him not to touch his woman. And then the next scene, you see Link picking up that woman and uh, the woman that David and Stoney were told not to touch. And then, like, it's like a big party. Hey, man. You about to see that muchacho over there, man? Oh, yeah, you see her? Yeah. You see her? Yeah. Don't be looking at her, man. You see her? No. If I see any man looking at my muchacha, that man will no longer be recognizable as a man. Before, before the cops show up, it cuts to a scene where Deloise is looking through the files at the school with a flashlight, even though I think it's daytime. I think, yeah, I was going to say, why has he got a flashlight if it's midday? And he they looks just up the files and they pull it out and it all the information in the file has the dog's information i don't know why like that's not fooling anybody anyways and then we go back to the bar and robin's having a blast uh with link uh link drinks some salsa that's super hot and he screams um there's a conga line So this is where Link pulls out the Spanish he learns earlier in the like before the montage of getting along. Yeah, in Spanish, because the Spanish like, dude is yelling at him for touching his woman. Yeah, he's like, I said, if any man ever touches my woman, he will no longer be recognizable as a man. El queso está viejo y podrido. Donde está el sanitario? The Spanish guy yells at Link for touching his woman, and Link responds in the Spanish he learned in Spanish class, which, class, which was the cheese is old and moldy. Where's the where's bathroom? the bathroom? Yeah, you know, and then he doesn't get in a fight because he's a pacifist caveman. Anyways, and the police show up because the kids technically stole the car from the school. Um, David sends Robin with Stony, and he goes to find Link. And this is where Link and David get arrested because they're in a bar and they technically stole a car, I guess. So Robin and Stoney get a ride with the Spanish dudes from the bar in this like low rider. And there's like a hilarious scene where like Deloise is waiting for her to get home and she like rolls up in this like low rider full of car. Gangsters and Stoney. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, 
Okay. He's like, who are your new friends? He's, she's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> element you're hanging out with who are your friends in the lowrider none of your business matt anybody would ask that because <laughs> yeah. it's so weird <laughs> but the thing that stoney gets him to say was like stoney's the crustiest vato i've ever witnessed so don't harsh his gig yeah Bobby. um so this is where deloise is kind of being real creepy with robin like i feel real bad for this character because like David's creepy with her. Deloise is, like, stalkery creepy with her. Like, she's just, like, I feel bad for her. And he asks her what time he's picking her up for the prom, and she says that she's not going to prom with him. She's going to go with Link. Oh. What time do you want me to pick you up tomorrow night? It's the prom. Remember? You are just like everyone else. All you care about is what people think. Oh, it's really pathetic. Hey, watch it. <sighs> Matt, I'm not going to the prom with you. I want to go with somebody who's really cool. Who's not afraid of being himself or having fun. Good night. Who's cooler than me? David calls Robin from prison to ask her to prom and she tells him that she's going with Link. Yeah, like his one phone call is to ask her to prom she's going with Link. Now we've been we've been crapping on Dave pretty hard through this whole episode and deservedly so. Like he's been a douche canoe through the whole thing. But I gotta say man, like using your one phone call to like muster up the balls to ask a chick to prom that's a pretty baller move that is a baller move and i'm also my note says rejected in jail like she obviously doesn't care for him she is not like a fan of dave hello robin robin dave did you guys get away okay we're in prison let me tell you something it's been great look this is my one phone call And I'm using it to ask you to go to the prom with me. So just say yes, okay? No. Why not? I want to go with Link. What? Look, will you just ask Link if he'll go with me? You want me to what? So the next scene we see it's raining and uh, the pool that he was digging is getting filled up. And David is like staring out of the window, feeling sorry for himself. Um... He kind of, he loads up Link with some stuff, and he drives him out to the country. Now, there's, there's, a, there's a song that happens during this scene, and, like, I, in my mind, like, I know it's a different song. I can't recall exactly what song it is off the top of my head, but all I hear is Love Spit Love. I'm so like, that's, that's tired just that. of my yeah. mood. <laughs> And I turn my back on my faith It's 
it's like, yeah, I think it's like something even, oh, From the Cradle to the Grave, that's what song it is. Is that it? Anyways, so Stoney Stoney sees um, David driving with Link, and he follows them. And David lets Link out with kind of like a backpack and a handful of change, and Link has to find someone else to look after him. So, again... I I don't understand. Again, listen, Dave has had some baller moves in the last little bit. But to go back to Dave's dick moments, releases Link into the wild like he's an animal. Yeah, he, which is all like very confusing. Yeah, he gives him a sock full of quarters for Radmobile and a backpack of clothes and sends him on his way. And Link doesn't really know what to do, so he walks away because he doesn't really know what's happening. Right. And as he walks away, this is when Stony pulls up. Our voice of reason. Your voice. I was going to see the voice of reason. Yes. It, man. I know. And he asks what he's doing, and then they have a fight that comes to blows. Like, they actually have, like, a physical altercation. And uh, Link runs back and stops them from fighting. Okay. And he kind of, like, hugs What's them both. Uses? What's the word he uses, Miranda? Family. Oh, family. What are you doing? Letting him go. What? Look, I can't handle him anymore. Besides, he'll be better off with somebody else, all right? No, he's not, Dave. Please, just listen to me. Call him back. I can't take it anymore. I'm not kidding, Dave. Call him back. It's done, man. I'm serious. Call him back. You know, that's harsh. He's not my responsibility. You're the one who wheezed off his gig the whole time because you thought maybe he'd get you somewhere. And now the guy gets a little crusty and you're just going to bag him. It's not happening, Dave. I'm sorry, that's not how it works with friends, man. You don't bag your friends just because they get in your way, no matter what, dude. Like, you care? The only thing you have ever cared about in your life is nugs, chilling, and grinding. Yeah, well, I happen to care right now. That's convenient. You came along for the ride, and you let me do the dirty work because you thought it might work out to your advantage. Those are desperate words of a loser. Maybe Matt Wilson was right about you all along. Dave is so self-centered, and Stoney is, like, very empathetic to everyone around him. Right, exactly. And it's it's like, oh, all these, this sock full of quarters, that makes everything okay. Anyway, so he, like, he, like, puts them together, and he's, like, hugging them, and then he's, like, and then they both apologize. They realize that it was ridiculous, because Link is now becoming, like, their anchor. Family. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I don't know what got into me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it, Stone. Well, I don't think Stoney did anything wrong. I think no, it was he all didn't, David's He problem. didn't do anything wrong that whole time and he got punched in the face. He, he like when uh-huh. he was talking when he was yelling at Dave, he's like, you wheezed off his vibe the whole time. Yes. What is he, it's it's uh how does he how does he word it? He says these are the epic cries of a loser or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the it's words like, of a loser. Yeah. Day. 
Words of a desperate loser. That's what it yes. is. Thank you, Miranda. Again, Stoney, he just, he's empathetic, and he knows what to say because he's like the 40-year-old in this situation. He just can read what's happening. Anyway, so they all, they make up, they're friends again, they go home, and they get Link ready for prom. Right, so based on some quick math, I feel like Dave gets about 30% cooler here because, you know, just based on quick math, um, because he sends uh, Link to prom with Robin. He's like, you know what, it's cool. And he's, and he's cool with it. Yeah, he's cool, it's he's like, listen, I'm, I'm grounded because I was in jail, just go with Link. I'm a douche. Like, he's calling himself out on being a douche. Dave, hey. Hey. You're not ready. I, I can't go. Of course you can. Just turn around and go upstairs. Put something on. No, I, really, I can't. I'm on probation. I'm, I'm grounded. <laughs> Hi, Link. <clears throat> you look great. <clears throat> You guys go. Have a good time. Go on. Come on, let's go. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, come on. Come, come on, on, come Dave. On. Go. Are you sure? Go. Have a good time. No. Come on, get out of here. Have a good time. He's learning lessons about being himself yeah, from Link. Exactly. He's becoming a better person from Link. because of Tony and because of Link. Yeah, exactly. Dave so, learns. Dave learns. <laughs> Dave learns is what Dave, this. It shouldn't no. be called California Man. It should be called Dave learns. Dave learns. <laughs> and so Robin picks up Link for the prom, and she wants David to go with them because she feels like they're all friends. Let's all go together. And he says, "No, you go. Have a good time. Take Link. He's cool." So David and Stony hang out while Link goes to the prom because Stony doesn't have a prom date either. And they talk about college, and uh, DeLuise breaks into their house while Stoney and David are out near the pool, and he steals the Polaroid photos of Link uh, being thought out in the ice block. Now, that seems like a weird thing to be doing on prom night. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, he, got, he, he wasn't going to prom because Robin dumped him. Just to, like prank somebody or to screw with somebody that seems like a lot of effort a b and e it does seem a little extreme again i mean it's to move the story yeah, forward again, to give a it a 1992 little bit of comedy <laughs> so david and stony actually see deloise with the pictures i don't know if he's like got them found out i can't remember how the scene looks um and then they chase him to the prom because he heads to the prom again not calling the police <laughs> Or any any adult, he goes to the prom with the pictures. <laughs> and uh, then there's another earthquake. It's pronounced earthquake? earthquake? Just a little bit of a shake. Um, Lincoln Robin are the prom uh, king and queen. Uh, Joel, this is your scene. Joel, this is your scene. With the prom? What? Oh, We're not there is, yet. Uh, uh, don't you worry, Josh. Because if you know the same information that I know, then it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good ending to this episode. So, DeLuise stops the proceedings of them being crowned king and queen of prom, and he tells the whole school, in front of everybody, that Link is a caveman. He's yeah, a how does he start? How does he start? He goes, yeah. This is our school, right? Yeah. And we have a right to know 
if something bogus is going down in our school, right? Yeah. Is Homer right here is taking you for a ride? His name isn't Linkovich Chamofsky, and he's not from Estonia. Matt, will you just stop this already? Shush! Trust me. They've all been lying to us. But I found out. I know the truth. Do you want to know the truth? Do you want to know what he really is? He's a kid, man. Like, it's like an explanation for everything. What did you think was going to happen when you go, he's a caveman? Everyone's going to laugh at you, dude. And everybody, it's the opposite of what he wants. Everybody cheers. Yeah, he says a line here that I can, I will never ever forget in my life. He says, "What do you think you're a Bulgarian dork butt now?" <laughs> and there's like, it's it's a super like when you when you analyze it, it's actually a super intelligent. Well, it's a more intelligent statement or question than you would give this character credit for, because Estonia is Bulgarian. <laughs> Right? It's so like, yeah, so like, correct. yeah, like it's it's just like a grammatically correct statement and question at the same time. It's like, what do you think you're Bulgarian dork? When I was a kid, I had no idea what Bulgarian was or where Estonia was, and I was just like, or Encino, if that matter. Yeah, yeah. You watch it as a kid or watch it as an adult, and you're like, oh, but, but everybody you put that together nicely. Well, everybody disregards what he's saying because they don't know what the hell he's talking about. And everybody cheers because everybody loves Link. And then this is where David runs up and, like, knocks the photos from Deloise's hands. He punches David and knocks him down. And Link picks up Deloise and spins him around. Like the wrestling videos. Like the wrestling videos. In the fighting montage. Yeah. I just had a wicked, wicked, awesome idea for a rip on Everybody Loves Raymond, but it's called Everybody Loves Link, and it's Link and his family. He's trying to be like a sports writer for like this. He's like, but, ah, I can't relate because I'm a caveman. <laughs> but it's Brendan Fraser now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Loves Link. Oh, but how did the Broncos cover the spread? Listen. I know, I know the answer to this question, but at this part, I kind of thought to myself, where are the teachers? Where are the chaperones? Where are the chaperones? Where are the adults in this movie? Oh, yeah, like, they're acting. Yeah, they're like, acting these kids, in this scene. These kids are All allowed to are run absent. amok. <laughs> All adults are completely absent yeah. from, even when he runs off in the Museum of Anthropology. Where like there's kids missing, they're gone. Yeah. What like, and the teacher moves on without a head count. Have you ever been to like a school event? It's like there's more teachers than there are. Like the entire faculty is there. Man, yeah. can't get away with anything. Anyway, so as Link spins Deloise, he launches him and he lands on a big cake. 
And uh, oh wait, wait, why is there cake at prom? I didn't go to prom, but is there cake at prom? I didn't go to prom either, Joel. I didn't go to prom either. No. <laughs> so if you know if there's cake at prom, <laughs> have you been to a prom? Us, <laughs> is there cake? <laughs> Let us you can, know. You can. Please reach out to us at weekendedeckards at gmail.com because none of us went to prom. <laughs> I've, I've actually, I'd be really interested in a breakdown as to what happens at prom. Yeah. On my prom, all I, I would movie crap. Yeah. On my prom night, I was watching Encino Man, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> and this is where the part where... Was cake at prom? I totally missed out. Yeah. I love cake, and, like, that would have made prom well, so much better. There's I clearly think. cake and punch. Yeah, because this is where Stoney walks up to Deloise and pours punch over his head. And what and does goes, he say? <laughs> and then he goes like he waves like yes it's me hello the queen waves You're welcome. so this is the part where the band plays okay now josh do you know who this band is i do it is the infectious groups right members of swidal tendies uh, and uh um, oh, i can't remember what band he was in before he was in metallica no, it was but, it's members of Suicidal Tendencies and Jane's Addiction. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. No, I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, Robert Trujillo because he was in he's in Metallica, but he was also the bass player in Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I have, I have notes to say. Joel, tell us about the band. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even look up anything. I was just like, no. Well, there you go. Like, Here we go. When you watch the band play, I, like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that looks exactly like the Suicidal Tendencies. But I'm like, but it doesn't look like the rest of the band. Like, it looked like the lead singer of the Suicidal Tendencies with some other band. And I'm like, yeah. that's not correct. So, of course, I had to do my digging. And what's the name of the mo- the name of the song is something monkey funky monkey or feed the uh, monkey feed the monkey yeah okay he likes and then what else happens the monkey. Monkey. Feed the he monkey. likes the monkey he likes the monkey my monkey don't dance my monkey don't jump my monkey don't roll which I can only assume is feed the monkey dance. Right? Yeah. And he starts doing the moves. 
And then he looks over at Stony. Stony, ah, takes the cue and he starts coming in, coming into the dance. And then they're both doing the same moves. I still to this day don't know what this dance is. It's, it's like, very choreographed. I want to know everything about it. Why don't I know the dance? And I like how David... So here we go. Dave kind of turns back into a douche and he looks over at Robin and he goes, watch this. And he just starts doing the dance with them, which... A choreographed dance. A choreographed dance. But then everybody joins in. <laughs> so he's like, watch this. But everyone knows it. So why would you watch it? Like she knows it. <laughs> Robin knows it. She's like, oh yeah, the choreographed dance. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> anyway, so they after the choreographed dance, uh, they head over to uh, David's place and it's the epic pool party that he wanted for the end of the school year. And uh, Robin and David have a talk and she says that what he did was pretty cool. Which I don't know what he did. Did he, is it because he stood up to Deloise and then, anyways, uh, and then she kisses him, and then um, Link goes, "Oh, Dave." Oh, Dave. During the party, Link and Stony they see muddy hand and boot prints on the window, and the fire alarm going off. And they look at each other, and they're like, <gasps> and then they run upstairs, and already in the bathtub is a girl caveman. <gasps> All the way from the beginning of the movie! And he jumps in the bathtub with her because he recognizes her. I don't know how she got bubbles in there, and I don't know how she knew how to turn it on. And then they do the, like, dress her up like they did Link. And then Link has his family back. So it's like a really sweet ending that makes no sense. There it and is. that's Encino. Encino Man! We did it! So, and then we get a weird little, like, I mean, not to get too, too much into it. Like, that whole thing, it's like a sped up version of when they first find Link. And it's kind of... It's kitschy and cliche, right? But they all have fun and blah, blah, blah. Whatever, right? Yeah. Appropriately leaving Dave out because Dave douched his way into Robin's heart. He really did. He really did. And yeah. then, but we're given kind of a little Easter egg kind of mid-credits here. And it's, it's Polly Shore saying the line from The Terminator. He's like, I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> but the reason why is because he signed... I think it's a three or four movie deal with whatever production company like made this movie. So it was like, if you like this character, he's going to be seen again pretty bad. I mean, because he was one dimensional. Although I do have to say he can do a little bit of an emotional scene. Pretty good. Let's do our, our, uh, our things. I didn't even pick. Ooh, I got to come up with the fly. So I'm going to say it rates 4.5 Dave's dick moments. 4.5 4.5 dick moments. Dave dick moments. Joel, what's your rating? Uh, mine is uh, four out uh, four corn nuts not being jive out of five. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an easy one. I'm gonna go three and a half wheeze the juices out of five. 
Sweet. That was awesome. That was our ratings. What would you rate this weekend at Deckards at gmail.com? That's right. And if you have any questions, concerns, or complaints. You or can... if you could tell us even a little bit about the prom. That's right. Or coordinates. You can email weekend at Deckards pod. No, not podcast. Weekend at Deckards at gmail.com. Cowboy dance that everybody knows. Lion dancing? Lion dancing. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, also... Uh, how white people move? Yeah. Um, so it's like that, but for, like, cool people. Is it lion dancing or lion dancing? Because <laughs> I always said lion dancing. And is it not lion dancing? Like, you dance in a line. Like a grip. Is it lion I, dancing or I lion? Was, you thought it was a lion? <laughs> I always thought it was lion dancing and I didn't understand <laughs> and then I put it together as an adult that it's, oh, everyone's in a line.